Welcome to Lovin' and Leavin', the podcast where a divorce attorney and a family therapist talk about the issues that affect relationships, marriage, love, and divorce. I am one of your hosts, Mark Schoendorf. I am a practicing divorce attorney in the Chicagoland area. And I'm your co-host, Denise Ombre. I'm a therapist and I help individuals and couples in the northern suburbs of Chicago navigate relationship issues. And we are here to talk about the different things we see in our professional lives when it comes to relationships. Like jealousy. And infidelity. Personalities. And abuse and everything else that causes people to leave the one they love. And whether or not those things can be fixed. So welcome to Love and Leave. Hello, Denise. Hello, Mark. How are you? Good, how are you? I am great. And so today we've got probably the topic that I think everybody who's even thinking about listening to this podcast wants to know about. Absolutely. Which is? Infidelity. Infidelity. We're going to talk about cheating in divorce. Cheating before divorce. During divorce. During divorce and in divorce. Cheating after divorce. Maybe we'll get into that too. <laughs> maybe. So what is the big topic in cheating and divorce? I Why? feel like people, I feel first of all, I think it's a little bit overblown from my end, okay. only because people say, oh, you must see all kinds of cheating. And I do. But I think once it's gotten to me and to my desk and once I'm involved, yeah. a lot of the fireworks are already over. Okay. There's a lot of emotions that are already, I mean, there's definitely lasting effects uh, yes. in, in a lot of collateral going on, but it, it's, you know, most of the cases that I have where there is cheating, they kind of come to me and they say, yeah, I got caught. Or, yeah, he's cheating. Or, you know, I caught him six months ago, whatever, and they're ready to start the divorce process. So there's a whole lot of emotional um, acceptance going on. It's a, it's a rare day when I have somebody that says, I caught him. Cheating, let's file today. Like That doesn't happen so much. Do you think it's a main point of what drives people to you? Uh, well, 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 you, well, you'll talk about that, I think, because, because yes, it, yeah, no, it's not a main point. I don't think it's a main point. Now, okay. I also think that if there's cheating, it's a symptom of something else that's going on. Yes. But it does affect divorce. And um, the biggest way, and this is not really an emotional element, it's a financial element, mm -hmm. that's probably... The, you know, the laws, in Illinois, the laws are no fault. So the laws don't really look at, you know, you're going to get more maintenance because he cheated. That doesn't work. You're going to get more money because he cheated. That doesn't work. Okay. What happens is if you spend money on a girlfriend, you take her to France, or, you know, you're living in a, you know, with a new boyfriend in an apartment and you're spending marital money, then we got to do some accounting and, and bring some of that money back. But that's that's the, the biggest in terms of um, the money part. Okay. But there's also... There's a huge emotional element to it. Absolutely. Uh, and I think the biggest thing I see is they're cheating. They start filing for divorce, turns into a new relationship. And then you got some wonky parenting questioning, questionable parenting uh, decisions based on the new boyfriend or girlfriend. Okay. So what are the main parenting issues that come up? Introducing, you know, the person into the life of the children, maybe doing that too early, mm -hmm. trying to get the kids too involved, um, you know, and then you might have... You probably see this more than I do. The you know the uh, the reactions, the um, the acting out. Yes, the acting out. And now they're angry, and then there's you know, dad doesn't really understand why the kids don't like the new girlfriend and and whatever. <laughs> yes. And maybe they'll want to bring you know move the girlfriend into the house now. Mom's out or things like that. And it goes both ways. You know, moms have boyfriends too, uh, and things like that. So that's where I see it. I see okay. that you know element. But the in terms of the actual, I mean, 
when you're eight months into a litigation and you got another year to go before there's a trial and you got a lot to sort out, you kind of know, great, mom's got a new boyfriend and you're kind of, you know, oh yeah, he's a cheating bastard, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and, and that leads into other just anger issues, generally just being angry uh, in the divorce. So that might fuel things. So what happens when somebody finds out? I mean, obviously it's shock. It's shock. I mean, in my office, a lot of times that happens. I bet you get a lot of like I get a lot of emergency that. weekend phone calls, nights, text messages, emails. Well, a lot of times when I split a couple up and meet with them individually, I'll have one person reveal to me that they've been cheating and then we'll have oh to come back God. together oh. and they'll have to share oh. in the session with their spouse that they've been cheating. I'm going to say, obviously you need to be very well educated and trained to do what you do. Yes. But there are people out there who, in a weird way, envy you and your front row seat <laughs> to that drama. I don't know. It's it's pretty awful. Yeah, I actually um, I imagine it would be. Yeah, it's pretty awful to to go through that with a couple because it's such an emotionally ringing experience uh -huh. um, to have someone hear that for the first time and find out for the first time that their their spouse has been cheating on them is pretty awful. Uh, uh, especially when it's things like you know, they've been cheating for eight years mm. or for most of the marriage Ooh. and the other person didn't know. And, God. you know, things like that are just devastating um, and shake the core of the person that's hearing it. Right. I mean, if, I mean, these people, these, I was calling the victims feel like they feel, they like, feel they're like living, victims. they feel like they're living a lie. They feel like they've been living a lie. Like, yes. Like, Oh Lord. Like What's the last been going on? three years. Like, remember we had that barbecue and the Smiths came over? That And then you had a girlfriend? Yeah, that's... Exactly. That is... It's devastating. Yeah, I would imagine. Ugh. But you know, something that I have seen mm -hmm. that comes from the cheating, which is a little bit of, uh, I want to say, poetic justice. You know, I've seen the situation where a dad... It's usually it's dad. Dad is uh, usually... Later into the marriage, kids are older cheats, gets someone pregnant, uh, is starting a new family. Starting a new family. And uh, which is always, it's, not, it's horrifying, of course, for the kids. Um, but it's also, there's a little bit of poetic justice because now you have, sometimes mom is feeling like, have fun. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we have three kids and only one left in high school. And now you're going to be changing starting diapers again. <laughs> I'll, right. I'll see you later. Uh, you know, if you get what you want. Um and so there's a little bit of that that happens, and, and that's always uh, always a funny, funny situation or funny feeling um, when that happens because it, there's a little, you know, I as a parent, I understand how much work it is. And I think when I'm done <laughs> with You're my done. kids, oh, I'm done. You're once done. they're older and once they're all out of diapers, I don't You're like really that. done. Yeah, I'd rather do it with grandkids, not another one of my own kids. No way. Yeah. Um, so that's how, that's what happens. That's what I see. That's what you see. That's what I see. But what do you see? In terms of I see a lot um, this is an issue that comes up a lot unfortunately um, I think that both sides I think women are cheating just as much as men these days which is interesting to see uh, I think that it's it's a matter of kind of women not depending on men financially in the same way that they used to so that women feel free to cheat. Wow. Which is interesting. So do you think it's tied to the, the 
the desire or willingness to cheat is, is tied to the money? Is tied to the money in a way because they don't feel like they can't afford to get divorced if they get caught. Huh. Which is interesting. Wow, that is interesting. It's a whole kind of societal shift. It used to be that men were the big cheaters and would break up families more. And now women are cheating more often. I thought, and maybe this is an old-fashioned view, that you know, maybe men are cheating because they're out busy working, they have the opportunity and ability, but then maybe women are sitting at home and they're bored. Not as much. A lot of women are in the workforce now, and and so they have just as much opportunity and and are finding their way to to do this just as often. And even the women who are home and bored are also cheating. So you'd be surprised at and, how and often they, I see both sides having and, and affairs. The, so the women that are bored and cheating, are they just, I mean, does the amount of money they have available to them in that relationship you know, change things if they're they're bored, but they're all just, just scraping by. They don't cheat, but if they there's plenty of money going on, they do because they, they're able to get divorced. Or does it not matter? Um, I think it matters a little bit. Honestly, I think it matters a little bit because I think that when you're just scraping by, you have other things going on, right? Um, and you're you're attending to other things more. So I think it does matter a little bit. But I see it a lot, and I see the anger that comes out of it and the, the marriages breaking up of course. over it. But I also see people trying to work through it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not always a marriage ender, but it is a lot of times well, what drives let's, let's people go on, to divorce. Let's go back to before we talk about whether they can get through it. You know, so is it just the money? Is it just the ability? What else is going on there? Um, I to think that it's... It's people, I think it's a lot of things. I think it's people not attending to their marriages in the same way. Um, I think it's people being bored. I think it's people expecting too much out of one person, um, thinking that they can get everything from one person. Okay, so people are expecting too much. Within, let's, let's get specific. What are they, what are they expecting? I think I think that we have this romantic idea that one person can meet all of our needs. So okay, then 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 we get back to a question of is the root question is marriage antiquated? Is that you know is there is there a way to get the you know I mean is there a safe way to get your emotional needs from multiple people while still being in a marriage? Absolutely, friends are a very important part of being married. Having, keeping, and maintaining friends, keeping and maintaining outside relationships that are not the same as being married, but still serve an important purpose. Well, then, so now what happens? So here's here's another question. So what happens when somebody, you know, let's say, husband has certain emotional needs being met by wife, but then has like a girlfriend on the side, not a girlfriend like traditional, but a friend that is a girl on the side that is an emotional friend or like the work wife, right? There's, the work wife. Right? Yes. So what 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 happens there? Well, that's that's an interesting point. I think that it's important to bring the wife, the real wife into that relationship so that it's not a completely separate relationship. I think that you need to have make sure that the emotional intimacy with the work wife isn't too intense because then that can also lead to an affair. Right. 
But and then, but isn't the real wife is always going to suspect the work wife, right? Not if she's part of that relationship. But Not then, if she knows the work wife and feels comfortable with the work wife. Then how does how does the real wife react when they even find out that there is somebody in this position or somebody you know there is a work wife? Like you, you know, aren't they going to get jealous or angry? What do you mean? It like, depends why do you know on that how person? secure they are in their relationship. I mean. Honestly, sometimes they're glad to have their husband have somebody else in their life that can feel some of the emotional um, strain that they feel. I don't know. I, I feel like, but then doesn't, aren't we just asking like the, the marriage to emotionally branch off? I, I don't know. I, it, oh, now I have this, maybe it's the antiquated idea of, you know, you're sort of on this journey with your partner and you're supposed to be in it together and you're in the same boat. And now you're saying, well... Now there are these other boats, and I promise I'm going to come back to this boat. I just need to keep some of my stuff in that boat with that person. I think that it's important that you have friends. I think that you have to monitor how intense those emotional connections are with people of the opposite sex. But I think it's important that you have friends that do meet some of your emotional needs. And so when, and when, when you don't have that, then When you happens? don't have that it's a big burden on the person you're married to. And it's impossible for that person to meet all of your emotional needs. Wow. And so, so then what happens is that the, the, so the person who's being burdened. The strain of that is sometimes too much for a relationship. And that causes that person to go out and find to, someone else. To find someone else. And what are they looking for? They're looking for someone to meet some of their needs that aren't getting met in the relationship or just to unburden themselves to someone else. Mm -hmm. So then they find somebody else, but aren't they, isn't there this idea that everybody's got their own shtick? Everyone's got their own issues, right? Yes. And so you're kind of looking for another person that, but they're going to have other problems in different ways. Right. They are they're everybody's got their own baggage. Right. So you you know you sort of I suppose maybe the person who's going out and cheating doesn't maybe is not thinking about that? No, the person going out and cheating is definitely not thinking about that. They are thinking, I found someone else and they're perfect. And they're perfect. They are just the best. That's right. And what they don't realize is that they found another person that's probably pretty similar to the person they're leaving. So now right. Well sim okay, interesting. So then they're finding somebody, are they seeking somebody out that is similar? Usually similar in their baggage, yes. Okay. What causes that? You know, we're attracted to certain things in people. We seek out certain things in people. Kind of our baggage meshes in certain ways. And we seek that out repeatedly. What boggles my mind mm -hmm. is it feels like there are like secret codes like subliminal secret codes that we send out to people. It's true. And then other people pick up on those secret codes and Absolutely. like a lock and a key. They Absolutely. just happen to find the person that is, has the same kind of baggage that we need. That's right. How does that happen? It's, it's kind of like a secret code. It's an unconscious seeking mechanism that we have. And it's why you see someone get married five times and they've really married the same person over and over again with a different face. And it's the same problems they have over and over again in every marriage. And it's the same reason they got divorced five times. And some of this baggage just causes them to not be faithful. Some of it does. Yes. Right. So it's, 
So then is it is the is this needs issue, you know, somebody is trying to, you know, putting the burden on making we were talking about before, you know, husband needs to meet all the emotional needs of wife and is not, and that's causing some sort of stress. But isn't there, you know, what other baggage or issues is going on that's causing, is that the only reason people are cheating? Or are no, there, okay. there's a million reasons people cheat. And I can't even possibly go over all of them in this short let's, amount Let's of do time. a top three, right? <laughs> is there, is that even fair? I, I don't even know if that's fair. There's probably, I mean, there's, there's as many reasons people cheat as there are people. I mean... Well, there's because hope for no one then. They're, right. <laughs> We're they're, all in, the, in our own boat. Everybody's in their own boat on this. So uh, what about, you know, past relationships? So templates like parents, parents that are, you know, if they see their, their mom cheated or they see, you know, maybe dad wasn't around. How does that work into this whole system? Sure. That has, I mean, your model for relationship is your parents mm -hmm. um, for, you know, the, a large extent. So, you do model yourself after your parents' relationships. So there is a sense in which you're going to have a relationship similar to theirs or drastically different than theirs because you'll go one way or the other. Hmm. You'll say either I'm going to model it directly after theirs or unconsciously I'm going to go the opposite direction and try and do something drastically different. So let's say somebody grows up, sees their dad cheat, mm -hmm. right? They are either going to be have that same template because they saw that dad didn't really value mom the relationship with mom. Right. But dad is now going to you know now this son is going to not value the relationships he has. So that's similar. But when it's drastically different, how does that play out? They may stay in a relationship that's bad forever because they refuse to do the same thing dad did by leaving multiple relationships. Say if dad went through five wives, right? for instance, they may not ever leave their wife. Is that, and that can be a problem if... And that a, can be a problem if it's an abusive relationship or if it's just a really bad relationship and they, they refuse to get out of it. And somehow wife has picked up in their, her baggage radar that, that we all have yes. in our brain has picked up on... Here's somebody that will never leave they're me. They're never gonna leave me. That's right. I can treat, and they may, the wife may be cheating around, and and husband uh -huh. saying, you know what, I'm I'm gonna stick it out. I'm gonna stick it I'm out. I'm gonna make it work. That's right. And because my father could never make this work. Gosh, and so, so is you now is there? Uh, God, that is uh, that's that's fascinating. It's kind of scary when you think about it because people we, we don't even know what it is that that's driving us to do it sometimes. Sometimes we don't, and you, that's the point of therapy honestly, is to figure out what drives us to do these things so that we can have some choice in the matter. Right. And then, so can they overcome this? Yeah, I believe people can discover what drives them to act the way that they act so that they have choices. Have you seen patients have aha moments? Absolutely. Every day. But then doesn't, so now our theoretical son, doesn't he have the aha moment that, oh my God, I'm married to a horrible person and I'm only with them because I'm afraid that I'll be my father if I leave her. Yes, and that person I would send to you. <laughs> Whereas another <Thank> person <laughs> maybe is getting divorced for the fifth time and they will have an aha moment that says, wow, I'm just going to do this again. Maybe I shouldn't be getting divorced. And that person I would take from you. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You can have them, I promise. Uh, but then... 
But then, but, but that's impossible if the wife in that situation, or, or is is it, you know, let's say divorce number four, is the wife blameless? There's nobody blameless. A relationship takes two people. So, you know, it takes two people to make it work and two people to break it up. So, you know, nobody's blameless. Everybody has their 50% of the pot, but you know, you can, you can find a way to make it work. If one person starts to change their behavior, it inevitably changes the dynamic of the relationship. Okay. So, so what, what we, what we learned today, so obviously, and this is such a scratching the surface of this topic, but you know, yes, obviously cheating is out there. It's prevalent. It leads to divorces. Yes. It can mess with the divorce, um, messes with relationships. There's a lot going on. Everyone's got a reason. They can possibly stave it off. They can possibly look at it if they come to a therapist. Yes. You try to figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Maybe it works. Maybe it works. Maybe they it doesn't. Can, people can recover from this. Right. They can recover. But they also might find other problems. But they might also find other problems. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, and it's unfortunate, but, uh, but you know, and this is not the only time we'll deal with this topic on this no, podcast. No, it comes up a lot. We'll come back. We'll come back to this. There's even all these different little facets of, you know, nuances that we obviously we can't cover the entire topic in, uh, you know, just 20, 25 minutes, whatever it is we have here. So, well, thanks. Well, well, that was... That was uh, that was interesting. That was interesting. We'll we'll, we'll pick it up and uh, and next time we got uh, I think next time we're doing a kids episode. Yes. Uh, we're gonna talk about kids. Kids. I mean, that's that's a fun one. That's, that's a fun a, one. That is a fun one. Fantastic. Thanks, Denise. We'll, okay. I'll see you later. Thanks, Thanks everyone. Mark. I will. We'll we'll see you next time on Loving and Leaving. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Loving and Leaving. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, please find and like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Tell your friends about us. And of course, if you yourself are having personal or relationship issues that you would like to work on or need help with, and you live in or near Chicago, you can find me on the internet at deniseombre.com. That's A-M-B-R-E. Or call at 847-729-3034. Again, on the web at deniseombre.com or 847-729-3034. If you are unfortunately at a point where your relationship or marriage is not working and you need legal guidance, I am available. I focus on all aspects of family and divorce law, including child custody, support, dividing property, businesses, handling parenting time and visitation, and everything that goes along with it. You can visit me on the web at illinoisdivorcelaw.net Again, IllinoisDivorceLaw.net or call 312-878-1202 to set up a consultation. Again, 312-878-1202 and I would be happy to help. Please mention the podcast when you call. And if there's a topic you think we should cover, let us know on Twitter or Facebook. Thanks again and join us next time on Lovin' and Leaving.